Now let's let's roll. Incoming transmission. Download complete. Howdy, y'all. Welcome to the broadcast show after tournament report. Tonight we have with us Michael Holloway, who is, uh, this is your first time playing in my tournament, right, Michael? Uh, this is my second one. Second one, okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming out tonight, and thanks for coming on to the show. Yeah, no, thanks for putting the tournaments on, man. It's a, it's an awesome uh, setup that you have, and uh, thanks for inviting me on the show. Uh, absolutely. I, I love having uh, new players and players that you know, I don't get to see too often, especially when they do well. I love seeing that. Uh, so let's get into your team. Uh, what did you play tonight? What was on your main force, your sideline, and your maps? Yeah, sure. So the main force was uh, Legacy Thanos, uh, the Chase Collector from Disney+, Plus, uh, Doom the Annihilating Conqueror, and uh, Doombot from the Fantastic Four set. Uh, I had the Cloak of Levitation, uh, a couple light objects. Um, as for the maps, uh, uh, I had Aunt Petunia's house, uh, so I was paying the five points for the map bonus. Uh, the Panther Fieldhouse, the Scott Porter uh, rock map, and the Wonder Woman barn. And then on the sideline for, for Doom, for the Faces of Doom trait, I had uh, Doctor Doom, Prisoner of Planet Doom, Lord Doom, Doctor Doom, Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Thing, uh, Doom, the robot with four arms, and then I had a Scroll Spy, a Sentinel, and Destroyer. Uh, real quick, can you please tell the listeners why you're so evil playing Wonder Woman Barn with this team? <laughs> no, I, uh, so honestly, I didn't plan to play on any map other than the one I paid the map bonus for, but I was just looking for something that was wide open or that was, um, mostly open because I was more, what I really wanted to do was practice placement and kind of tempo with the team and, okay. and not be encumbered by so much of the map. So I actually won map all three games and I only played the, the Aunt Petunia's house one time. <laughs> so I, I forego my map bonus uh, in two games so that I could, that I could play on uh, another map. So, but, but I'm curious though, man, what, what's the, I feel like there's a story there with the Wonder Woman's barn. What, what am, oh, what am I uh, you don't know why it's evil to pair Thanos with Wonder Woman's barn. That's that's well, more so I, realm of death. So I was I was watching uh, a game. It might have been one of your tournaments. Um, I don't remember whose video it was, but I, I did see someone shoot out. Now this was pre Arata Thanos, mm -hmm. but there was a pretty wicked little trick to where you could shoot out a hole in the center of the barn, and then kind of phase into it for free, and then just sit in the barn with that massive amount of blocking terrain. But I don't think you can do that anymore uh, post or out of Thanos. Not, not with Thanos himself, uh, but with uh, okay. other figures. Um, yeah. Like uh, if you have a giant or a colossal, like a right, you know, right. destroy it. You can, yeah. you can still shoot. Uh, yeah. All the blocking into the middle there. Yeah. No, uh, that is a dirty trick. I have seen that, yeah. And on your team, you also have a couple of guys that destroy blocking while they move. Uh, so you yep. could also yep. 
go along the back wall on the edge of the map and carve in a hole uh, so that way you can also put them somewhere. Yeah, that's that's a great idea, man. I wish we would have talked before we played. <laughs> I might have I done a little bit better. That's funny. But yeah, that did not occur to me. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, the reason why it's so evil is because uh, most other people can't really get in there. Uh, the, the teams aren't right. designed to go through multiple squares of blocking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it could be dirty, yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a dirty little trick. <laughs> I did play on it twice, but there were no, there were no barn shenanigans with Thanos in those, in those games. So I, I feel like there's maybe some honor <laughs> that's been retained <laughs> by Thanos and company this time. Yeah. Uh, so why did you want to play this team tonight? Uh, uh, what was, yeah, the, so what was I, the starting point for you? Uh, so I, when I saw the Legacy Thanos previewed, I knew he was going to be really good. Um, I don't get the chance to play a lot. I'm in, I'm in Northwest Florida. Uh, we had a great venue, and the guys here, there's probably ten to twelve that play regularly. So I'm, I'm really fortunate because I know that there's, there's a lot of places that just don't have, you know, really active venues, especially kind of during and, and now coming out of COVID. But they like to do like scenario games. They're not really big into competitive. Mm -hmm. um, and so <clears throat> for me, I don't have a ton of time to play. So I like to play things that I feel like are a little simpler. Like I'd love to run some of these plus 10 or plus 12 like Monster or like Nate White was playing a team tonight against me. He was like a plus 12 celebrity. I would love to do those, but I, I feel like they take a lot of time and, and, and work and practice. And so I got a lot of respect for guys that can run those teams and run them at high levels. And so, um, and so yeah, Thanos to me makes it just, you know, people use the term point and click. I think that's probably a good, good term for him. Um, but uh, 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 yeah, so I, I think I he's probably say, the best. Uh, with Thanos, he is initially a point and click figure. That's a... Uh, uh, when you play in competitive with these point-and-click figures, you still have to be able to beat all the other really good players. <laughs> right, right, yep. Yep, no, 100, agree 100%. And look, I've been playing for about 15 years. Uh, I, my favorite is Sealed. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I feel like, for me, um, the, the thing that gives me the chance to compete the best is something that is just a little simpler. Um, by design. I was actually hesitant to pair him with Doom the Annihilating Conqueror because I didn't really want to have to try to figure out which of the six <laughs> Dooms to pull off the sideline to play. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, you know, people love options and options are great, but, uh, you know, if you look at kind of the, the data science on that, it, it, sometimes less is better, <laughs> you know, less is more as the old saying goes. And so, um, and so, yeah, I, you know, I was trying to keep it simple with Thanos. The, the other thing is, is I've got some experience with him. I did go to um, uh, the, the uh, Rock Cup, and I played Silver Age with Thanos. And I, was, I, was, I think I was the only one there that day to qualify for the, for the cut with a, a, a more defensive Thanos build. And Silver Age was more of an ID card battery. Uh, so I had experience with Thanos, and um, I think... You know, I'm, I'm playing in one Nationals qualifier. We'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, but, you know, uh, I have experience with him. I like kind of more temple type of teams. I feel like he's simple, and I'm going to most likely play him at Nationals. So that, that was kind of the idea there. Okay. 
Yeah, it's definitely a good idea to practice with a team that you're familiar with, that you've had reps with. You may not always have the best matchups, but as long as you know your team better than your opponent and know it's their team, then you, you have a good chance even if it's a bad matchup or not a good matchup. And Thanos, even though more and more matchups are becoming less in his favor, He's not entirely yeah. out of it, you know. He's, with uh, with you yourself being able to pilot the team and the figure, and being able to know what you have to do to win and to survive, because they still have to score. Excuse me, they still have to score 175 points if uh, or score more than uh, you're able to score, which is usually 125 to 130. Yeah. Yeah, that's not always easy to do. Yeah, no, he's 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 a beast and I I think I think when Leech comes out in Extra Swords, I think I think his time is over. But I I do think um for nationals I, I think he's still relevant and I mean yeah, I, I was only attacked he was only attacked once tonight. You know, and I think I super sensed out of that. <laughs> Is one of probably the reasons. Now I did have some really good, uh, you know, behold the ultimate power of the universe rolls. His his infinity gauntlet rolls, um, and I every every game I equipped him with the cloak of levitation, which you know he, he can basically move eight squares for free. I mean that's in, incredible if you pick space. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, no, definitely knowing your yourself and knowing your opponent will. I mean it's it's kind of the key. To, to success when it comes to, to, to hero clicks from what I found. And so, no, I had, had a great time tonight. And, you know, the competition, man, is just incredible. The got uh, Scott Crampton, who, you know, he's he's probably the best player in the world right now. He he uh, he was on tonight, and he was the winner. Um, I, was, I really wanted a chance to play him. I didn't get a chance to play him. Um, but, you know, uh, guys I, like... I, I love uh, this, too. Always... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I've seen Dan Powell in here several times. He wasn't on tonight, unfortunately. Um, you know, Josafa Alves. You see him uh, always towards the the end of the tables at the top tables. Uh, I played Nate White tonight. Nate's an incredible incredible player. Uh, Nate beat me last time we played. I was able to I was able to best him tonight. And so, no, man, you're 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 definitely doing a great job in drawing out you know top tier players. And so, if anybody's looking. To, to up their game, they need to get into the, the broadcast tournaments, just the circuit for sure, man. Uh, real quick, uh, these top level players that you uh, played against and want to play against, uh, are you yeah. intimidated by uh, their pedigree, their history, their titles? Uh, or uh, I'm just uh, curious. Uh, because uh, I, I talk to some people, and they say that that they don't want to play uh, competitively against these guys because uh, they don't want to get their ass kicked. They doesn't seem like fun to get their ass kicked, or uh, they know that they're not going to win, so they kind of have a very negative outlook on the, the match. And I'm just curious, what, what makes you uh, excited to play these guys? Uh, well, the opportunity to get better, for one. Um you know, the, the best I've ever done in Constructed, I, I was top eight U.S. Nationals in 2019, the last time, you know, as of the date of this recording, we're, we're talking in, you know, the 22nd of July, 2022. 
the last time a U.S. Nationals was held, it was, you know, uh, three years ago, right? And so um, I, uh, I worked really hard with my, you know, shout out to uh, my buddies from Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. I've got a, uh, we, we've got a team, we play uh, team, team sealed together and we've actually had quite a bit of success uh, there. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I placed top eight in the U.S. Nationals uh, that year. I lost to P.J. Bowen, um, who is, you know, uh, another one of the, the best players in the world. And so um, I just, I, that year, I put in a ton of work to be able to compete that well. And so I know how much work these guys uh, are putting in that are at the top tables and that are, and that are winning. And so for me, you know, if I lose... It just tells me that they they most likely worked harder than me. Now there's some there's some luck, the hero clicks, but I think it's a lot of it's risk management, right? And mm-hmm. over time, I just think that the better players are are gonna win, and that's why you, I think that's why you tend to see, you know, it always seems to be the same kind of faces winning, you know, or in the top eight, right? Um, and and the, the truth of the matter to me, in, in my experience, is that they're the ones that are putting in the work. They're putting in the hours. They're putting in the time. They're they're playing at the local venues. They're playing in you know the broadcast events. They're they're practicing in Roll Twenty. They're doing all those things that not everybody's willing to do. And so if I get beat by them, I in my mind they deserve it because they put in the work. You know what I mean? Sure. And so uh, I I used to maybe get a little bit intimidated, but at this point I I I kind of you know shake those guys' hands and high five them and you know congratulate them when they do beat me um but uh you know at at the end of the day the way i look at it if if they won they deserved it you know they earned it and if you won you earned it you know you deserved it (laughs) but Uh, yeah i mean no yeah all i was going to say is yeah if if, you know if you win then you you know you get what you deserve right if you win you probably you probably deserve it and if you lost you probably deserve that too you know what i mean uh i i can definitely see that perspective uh uh the thing is uh uh, something that you said that it's a kind of a risk management or uh what some of the others like to say it's uh uh they they increase their chances by winning. I forget what the word is exactly, but the, by by putting in the time, they getting in the the, rep, rep, the reps uh, for their team. You know, looking at other teams, uh, uh, and they they are spending a fair amount of time thinking about hero clicks. And some of the guys are very gifted, like they just understand. Uh, how things are played and uh, what to expect and what to do. Uh, but some of that comes just from, you know, just doing the time. So it's not just uh, like they're supposed to. Uh, they do it because, you know, they, they, they know how to. And unfortunately, not everybody can, can do that. So if you are able to, uh, to do that, um, uh, you will have close to what uh, or as equal or more success as, uh, as those other guys but if you if you can't don't feel bad uh, there are those guys that you, you see at the top tables 
can lose just as much as anybody else uh, going to nationals awards. Uh, they can lose. Uh, Nate White went 0 and 2 and tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, so the a uh, couple other really good players uh, that participated in tonight that just yeah that, uh, sometimes it just uh, that's how it goes. Uh, uh, any one of those guys can lose, and anyone that's not these guys can win. So, and on top of that, the, those guys at the top tables, they're a lot of fun to play with. Uh, they're, yeah. They're really nice. Absolutely. They're very helpful. Yeah. And they're fun. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's one of the things I, I love about the community is, you know, um, and I, I, I went through the entire Porter weekend and I, I, don't, I, I had almost no bad experiences. I only had one person that I walked away from and I was like, well, I kind of wish I didn't play that game. <laughs> But I mean, I think I think from what I uh, only, you want to call them out here in public, or do you want no, to... no, no, not at all. I won't do that to him. But um, but it, it it so in his defense, I so I pulled Iron All Father. So I in the I, I won the Scott Porter versus oh, the world. You're the Michael Holloway that, that won the seal. Yeah, I'm that guy, and it, you know, a lot of it was because I pulled the Iron All Father. And I did lose. I lost to Lucas Van Holland. He beat me uh, during Swiss, but um, but yeah, I mean, I ended up I ended up kind of running the table after the cut. But um, but no, I mean, he he was frustrated because he he just it was a bad matchup for him. And so, but but anyway, the point of the story is, um, no, almost, those experiences, in my opinion, have been very rare. Uh, you know, when people get frustrated and just kind of want to flip the table, and, and the community is great. And the, and the guys at the top tables typically are ambassadors of the game. They're trying to bring people in. They're trying to, um, the, you know, they're encouraging, creating a, a, an environment that, uh, you know, facilitates the growth of the game. And so, uh, no, it's just a great community to, to be a part of. But, yeah, man, to, to your point, you're right. It, it is, there is some luck to it. Um, and so, you know, it, it, matchups are super, super relevant. You know, mm-hmm. and so, um, and I think you know things like tarot cards. Um, I, I know some people hate those. I'm I'm actually really <laughs> interested because I think that's gonna help new players. Um, and it's gonna make kind of the dice a little more relevant, um, which you know you can argue the pro- pros and cons to that. But um, yeah, no man, like you know the key is you know as they say practice practice makes perfect. So. Jump in, jump in some broadcast tournaments, man, and get those reps on, you know? Uh, so let's uh, go ahead and get into the matches. Uh, tonight you played against uh, Jackson Smith round one. Yeah. Uh, we'll try to go over his team for you, or can you recall the whole thing? Yeah, I've got most of it probably off the top of my head, but if for if for precision's sake, if you want to if you want to throw it out there, that, that might uh, be best. Sure. So we have Phoenix Faust, Sky Tyrant, The Commissioner, Sky and Iron Man, Marshman, Novella, Demon and Armor, Venom Magneto, and he has Ampatinia's House Map Bonus, and then he has the Cloak of Levitation and Captain Carter's Shield. Yeah. Yeah, so, so Jackson's an incredible player. Um, I'm, I'm 0-2 against him now in, in broadcast tournaments. <laughs> He's pretty good. Um, He's 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 an excellent player. Um, yeah, he when he plunked his team down, I I I 
patted him on the back and said, man, I'm, I'm glad to see high level players that are playing non theme because theme just seems to be so strong right now. I really think WizKids needs to relook, you know, the, I don't think you should be able to win, win map, uh, or, or win, um, sorry, hold on. Are you still there? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just, I lost my, my computer was about to hibernate. I, I don't think you should be able to win map or win, win the role for first, get to go first, pick map. Um, I just think it's too much. And in a lot of cases, you're also going to get uh, an extra turn, right? Is from what, in my experience, if you go first, you're typically the kind of the last player that's going. Um, and so it just seems to be too strong. So I think it needs to be scaled back. So I patted him on the back. I'm, I'm glad to see high level players playing non-theme. So he, he's just playing kind of best of breed non-theme is kind of how I, I would characterize that, that build. Um, yeah, I won map. Um, we went to the wonder woman barn. Um, I ended up choosing DJ doom. Uh, I don't know if that was the best choice. Um, I was trying to, to kind of slow down his Sakarian Iron Man. You know, if, if I play DJ Doom, I can steal his cloak, and then he doesn't get the sidestep, and then, and then DJ Doom has sidestep, which he didn't even go for the cloak. Um, in retrospect, maybe I should have took Sorcerer Supreme Doom. I don't know. Who, who would you have put in, Brad? Uh, for, for his team, uh, just because he has yeah. so many actions that he can do, yeah, he looks like he also is trying to do the mobile at the same time. I probably mm -hmm. would pick the all caps thing and limit him to yeah reactions. Yeah, you know, I I really looked at him and I thought maybe I should try to limit him to those three actions. My worry with that doom was is that I didn't think I was gonna really get much out of him for as far as being an attacker, which yeah. I didn't end up getting anything from DJ Doom <laughs> as far as being an attacker. So it, it, yeah, I, I would like to replay that match with Jackson with, with uh, both of those dooms uh, and kind of see how it goes. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he came across, uh, he ran at me. Um, he attacked my DJ doom. I used the time platform to, to, you know, basically evac Dr. Doom to the starting area. Um, and, uh, and so he did, he really didn't do much damage with that opening Sky Tyrant attack. He kind of, he, he had really good positioning from there. Um, I had some, I had some pretty good rolls against him though. And so there was a little bit of back and forth. Um, he ended up getting, uh, you know, Collector, DJ Doom and, and the Doom bot. And he, he wasn't able to, to get any chip damage on Thanos at all. Thanos finished top top dial um, I was able to get uh, you know uh, probably 90 points or so yep. I just kept mind controlling a sky tyrant and and I KO'd several things I, I KO'd his Faust like on turn two which was great uh, for me um, but he, it gave him the resurrection tokens so I think I think tyrant basically killed like three or four things uh, <laughs> and so I, I just knew sky tyrant was never gonna go down um, but yeah, Jackson ended up winning. I think it was a 125 to 95 or so. Yep, that's accurate. I don't know how that shook out. Uh, pretty close game. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, he had a high defense with um, Demon in Armor, you know, sharing the defense, and then I couldn't I couldn't 
do any sort of stat mods. Um, I probably could have done better with positioning uh, opening. This was the first time I played this team, uh, this this iteration of this Thanos team. I wish I played him third round instead of first round uh, as well. But um, but no, he's he's a fantastic player, so he he definitely earned earned the win. Yeah, it can. Uh, uh, there's a phrase I often hear some of the top players say that's uh, first round is for practice. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if you haven't got a lot of practice with the team, then the first round, I'm sure you'll hopefully you'll learn real quick on what not to do for the next couple of rounds. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So, round two, you played against Nate White. Uh, tell me about that game. Uh, do you recall yeah. his build, or would you like me to go over that one as well? Yeah, yeah, I, I could probably just summarize it real quick. So, Nate was playing a, a, a pretty neat um, spider. Man, family team is like a plus twelve, um, but it also had uh, a fantastic four flare. So we had a fantastic four swap. So we ended up playing the, the rare Franklin Richards Lockjaw. Uh, he had several of the deep cuts Human Torches, which is you know is one of the best kind of twenty point figures in the game. Um, he had Marvella, uh, the um, or not Marvella, sorry, Mary Jane. Uh, that makes celebrities uh, Spider-Man family. Uh, he had Sicarian Iron Man, and he uh, also had a High Evolutionary. Um, he was using the Emotional Modifier and the Cloak. Um, and so shockingly, with a plus 12 against my plus 4, I, I rolled a crit hit for the map, and he rolled like a 4. So I ended up winning map. And, you know, we, we both chuckled and said, man, that, that actually happens a lot more than then you, you know you realize it's not as good as it used to be uh, theme. Um, you know, at least with the kind of the cap of the plus three. Mm-hmm. And so I won. He said, yeah, that's why I'm here to practice like what happens when things don't go my way. You know, he expects to win. Um, and so in this one, uh, we did go to Aunt Petunia's um, uh, house. Uh, I don't think the map bonus was really relevant there. Um, I went first, I moved up, I equipped Thanos with the cloak, and we kind of took a position inside one of the houses. He moved his team up. Um, now, he had the, the emotional modifier, and he gave Battle Fury to, to the characters that were within Thanos' range. I don't know if he knew about DJ Doom. I, I did swap into DJ Doom uh, instead of doing the Annihilated Conqueror. And so, yeah, I, 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 took, his, I took his emotional modifier on my turn, too. And I was able to mind control. Um, he he also had one of the he he had the twenty point Franklin, the sidestep TK Franklin. I think it's from the Future Foundation. Yeah. And so he he had carried um, uh, the rare Franklin and and uh, that Frank the twenty point Franklin up. Um, and so I mind I took the emotional modifier and then I and then with Thanos I mind controlled his lockjaw and his Franklin. And I, I didn't expect to get any hits on the rare Franklin. They were, you know, in a position to where I could attack them. Um, but yeah, I, I think I actually I hit. Uh, I think I rolled a, a, like a nine or a ten with Lockjaw on his rare Franklin. Um, I was kind of hoping to miss just to give him a mobile. Yeah. But it, it actually hit him for three. He didn't pick any powers. Oh no. And then I hit. And then I hit both of the breakaway rolls, and I was able to move his Franklin and Lockjaw up. 
and then you know collector is money like that that passive plus one damage isn't is, is just crazy and so i i ko'd his lock i i moved his lockjaw up I, I hit all the breakaway rolls and then i i ko'd his lockjaw on my turn too and um yeah it just kind of it just kind of went downhill from there for him he he followed up um with some attacks i don't think i think he actually did hit my my dj doom on his turn three knocked me i think down to click five he just wasn't able to ko he wasn't able to get enough enhancement on it to, to ko him um and so uh yeah i mean the, the next turn i was i was able to get off another mind control um i, I think i got a sicarian iron man that time um was able to get a couple of other figures and then and then nate just just wasn't able to recover after that and so i think that one finished i don't know maybe one 165 to uh it might have been 25 or something yeah, like that exactly 165 25. okay okay yeah it sounds yeah, like good downhill match after what's that it sounds like that was a downhill match after he uh lost his uh emotional modifying and started losing his features and in the a lot of teams, the you know, synergy is really really good, uh, but then they don't seem to have a they start to lose their synergy and their effectiveness once the once the team starts falling apart. And that's not really something you can account for. Like I think no, I think you can. Uh, it's just that uh, uh, a lot of players don't account for what happens if they lose this figure or lose this figure. Uh, because I mean that that's a lot yeah. of variables to go into it, but it's right. something that I think you want to look into because uh, when you when you play a team with as many figures as the mate does uh, uh, for this team or or in a team in general, you something that Scott said to me and something that that I think a lot of players uh, try to do is they go after the easy pickings first or the biggest threat. And uh, sometimes if you can't, you try to protect your biggest threat, so it's just better to go after the, the, the easy pickings. And that's kind of how I did. I, I expect to lose this figure on turn two. I expect to lose these figures by turn three. Like half of my force should be gone. And uh, when you're playing against a Thanos, uh, you kind of need as much help as you can to beat them. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, a lot of people want to say, you know, oh, well, just play the emotional modifier. Well, yeah, the emotional modifier is good, but um, you need line of fire with the battle fury. So you have to be super careful with your placement. And then it, it only works on your figures that have line of fire. And I specifically built this team it's the one of the main reasons that I put uh, Doom on the build was to say, okay, if that's the one silver bullet for Thanos, what happens to your team when I take that silver bullet away? You know, and in this case, I did get lucky. Um, I think I actually had to perplex Thanos's range to an eleven. Again, Collector was just money. Um, so you know, an eleven range mind control through a wall that basically disrupted, you know, his team and made it to where I could just KO his lockjaw. Uh, on turn two, I mean, it's hard to KO Lockjaw. Sure uh, I mean, in one turn, I mean, it's just so deep. Um, but yeah, yeah. 
I'm with you. You're, it's, you're right. Like if, if you're building a team and you think, all right, well, you know, I, I'm going to play these elements to kind of counter. Um, that's the, that's the thing that's rough, rough with do, the dooms. And, you know, I've got a, uh, one of my buddies, Rich Medina, he loves, he, he actually just won, um, one of the Majestics events. He's out in Southern California. Um, one of their bronze age events to qualify for their, their series out there. And he's all, you know, he's all about kind of Latveria and he was, he, he's been encouraging me to look at him. And so I, you know, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not inclined to play them because they're a little more complicated, but yeah, I mean, you, you're right. Like you better have a backup plan for what happens when that key element of your team uh, isn't available. And I, you know, I heard, I heard the, the previous podcast with Spot, uh, with Scott, I was listening and I know Scott's not a big fan of the emotional modifier either because it's, it is easy to, to KO, right? You, you can move up and KO it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's that too. It's, it's not indestructible. But yeah, I think Thanos has a little bit more time left. Uh, it's our worlds. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, it's our worlds. You're right. I think you're right. All right, so let's get into round three. Round three, you play yeah. against, uh, let's see here, David Crichton? Yeah. Uh, yep. David, recall his team, which I'm going to go over the <laughs> Yeah, I can. I could probably just summarize it real quick. Okay. Uh, David. David was playing uh, in the vicinity of ten of the Legacy Mockingbirds. Uh, twelve. Like a twelve. Twelve of the Legacy Mockingbirds. Um, he was playing Miss Minutes, and he was playing Awatu, uh, the super rare from. Uh, Future Foundation. Future yeah, Foundation. Yep. And so, uh, I don't want to give away too much of his team. I think the the cat's kind of out of the bag, but it's a pretty slick little mission point team. Um, I think that. Well, no, that's uh, that's what back. these uh, these enemies are for. You. All right. But, yeah. All right. Yeah. So Miss Minutes, uh, she has uh, protecting the sacred timeline. So it's a free action. Choose an opposing character within range and line of fire gain one mission point for each other character on the map with the same name as the chosen character. Okay, so uh, we'll take a look at Mockingbird. So Mockingbird has Secret Scroll. It's uh, one of her traits. She's got two of them. Uh, the first time Mockingbird is KO'd, do not remove her from the game. Instead, after resolutions, place her in the square she last occupied on click number three. She is now friendly to your opponent's force and has the scroll team ability for this game. So uh, what his game plan is, is to kind of hide Miss Minutes uh, with, and kind of protect with a Watu and move the, the wall of Mockingbirds towards the opponent, hope that you kill you know, one or two Mockingbirds, and then he'll put Miss Minutes in a position to where she can free choose one of those Mockingbirds who are now opposing, and then she gets to gain one mission point for each other character on the map with the same name. So if you only KO, so let's say on turn two, you KO a Mockingbird. Uh, on his turn three, he's got 11 Mockingbirds, and so he can gain a, one mission point for each of those Mockingbirds. So it's 11 mission points. So I think under the ideal... Circumst- under ideal circumstances, he could probably have a turn, a turn three mission point win, maybe even turn two. Um, um, I have to work the mechanics of that, but ideally, turn three. 
Yeah. So it's 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 pretty neat. I just I don't think it's viable because any 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 competent player is gonna look at that and say, okay, what's what's how does this team work? And then uh, basically what I did is my only target that game. I shot at Miss Minutes twice. He missed his super senses rolls, and uh, then he just conceded after I KO'd her. <laughs> he said, "I don't think I can kill any of your stuff. I'm I'm done." Um, I did win map. We went to the the Wonder Woman barn again, and he just kind of had her in a back corner. Um, and so yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Interest, definitely interesting build. You know, he, he gets points from me for out of the box. I I would really like to see mission points be viable, um, but uh, I don't I don't think that one's quite gonna gonna be it. That, yeah, that team is not quite it. It's uh, it's a gotcha team. It's hoping for players to not remember exactly or don't know uh, or uh, that you don't care what he's what, what his team does. Right. Um, and uh, I don't know if David walked it through with you, uh, but typically whenever I play an opponent. Uh, Especially when it comes to tricks like that, um, I, I usually tell them beforehand. But this team, you kind of aren't supposed to tell them beforehand because that's the whole purpose. But uh, yeah. that's that, that's the reason why uh, this team won't win anything. I'm pretty sure just because uh, after round one, whatever tournament we're gonna go to. Yeah. It's like, hey, he got a mission point. Oh, how did he win? Oh, they didn't know about uh, the, the the trick. They didn't know about this or that. And then uh, boy gets yeah. around. And, um, right. Uh, whatever team that you yeah. have to win has to be able to win, uh, regardless of uh, your opponent knows knowing how to beat it. You know, yeah, kill Miss Minutes and the team. Yeah. Not good. They're not great. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it, it is definitely a one trick pony. It's a pretty neat trick if you can pull it off. Um, but yeah, I, when I saw it, I hadn't seen anybody else playing anything like it. And anytime you see somebody playing something this out of the box, like 12, 20 point figures, <laughs> it's like, okay, man, what's, what's the gimmick? There's something, there's something going on here. What is it? And so, yeah, at every, at every big tournament that I go to, you know, it, I always kind of my first thing is to sit down, try to relax. It's hard because, you know, there's so much kind of kerfuffle. You're moving uh, all your stuff. They're moving all their stuff. It's busy. It's hectic. Right. But I try to kind of just take a deep breath and and, uh, assess. And this is where the practice comes in. If, If you do a lot of this beforehand, it'll carry over. But yeah, you know, I just, I sat down and I assessed his team and I, I, I actually read everything. And then I, you know, he's like, all right, yeah. I said, dude, what's the gimmick? And he's like, just read it. You'll fit. And I was like, okay. So I read it and I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I'm not going to attack any of your mockingbirds, you know? Uh, but, um, but yeah, su- super important when you're, when you're playing somebody to understand or try to best understand, you know, what they're intending to do with their team, especially if it's something that's super unorthodox that, you know, it just is not common in the, in the competitive game. Uh, I played against that gentleman who played a Thanos team in an in-person tournament a couple months ago, and he won map. I was playing uh, 
what was I playing? Uh, it was an unthinking. And okay. I was on Alpha Strike, uh, Double Micron team. Mm-hmm. And uh, he put me on Normal Death. And I had not actually played on the map before. Mm. And uh, as he was getting everything set up and we were putting our, our teams uh, in our starting areas, I realized uh, before the game had started, the, like, the side I was on was not the side I needed to be on. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, he could just bury your end, and I would never get in. It was not the local way uh, of the starting area where uh, it opens up in the middle and not the sides. Yeah. And I yeah. realized that if, uh, if uh, he goes on that side, I'll never be able to get in. And so I was like, mm-hmm. hold on, let's switch real quick. This is not a good, uh, not not a good side for me to be on. And it was like, yeah. it doesn't really matter. I'm like, it matters a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because uh, uh, on the other side, you can only really barrier and uh, where the walls are in front of the starting area. Only, only really one or two uh, rows right there, and you know, right. then I could just go around either one. Yeah, uh, and uh, I told him uh, to to do that, and uh, he uh, didn't do that. And so I said, mm-hmm. "All right, well, I'm about to be in the starting area." <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and then I was. I double charged <laughs> my flash, punched the wall, dropped everybody in the starting area, and just started killing yeah. a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was able yeah. to ask what uh, his team could do in that position, and he was not able to assess what he could do, what I could do from my position, even though I told him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's, I think that's something that just, like, comes with experience, and, um, yeah. Well, uh, part of it is, uh, d- does your opponent know what they're talking about, and should you trust your opponent in mm-hmm. uh, what they're trying to tell you? And that's, it's reasonable to, to not, uh, because oftentimes a player is probably talking out of the butt. They... They uh, or they're overestimating what their what their team can do, or underestimating what you or your team can do, and so sometimes yeah. it can be taken with a grain of salt. Um, uh, but anybody that has played me at least once will know that I'm I'm just trying to get the best game possible when I lose, right. Um, right. Uh, because it's more fun for me to. Uh, see, you try to get max points against my team. Maybe you beat my team. Right, right. I'm, I'm yeah. No, man, that's 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 good. That's definitely, you know, one way to help help grow the community. But yeah, it's it. You know, it, it's a tough game to keep up with. You know, you have to you have to be up on the rules forums and kind of in all the Facebook groups, so you kind of know what's going on. So yeah, it is. It is. You know, knowledge is is power, as they say. And so, even even if your opponent, uh, you know, there may be cases where your opponent was right, you know, but then there was an errata. You know what I mean? And then so you have to keep up with that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, no, there's. It's it, you know, I've I've kind of built a kind of a procedure in my head. Like, okay, this is kind of the process for the game. Right before the game, here are the things that I. I need to, to do for myself or, you know, before I get to the tournament. And then 
like before the start of the game, I better understand, you know, something as simple as like you said, choosing map side and understanding the, the dynamics within the map. A lot of people just, uh, no, you plunk this side down, you know, you, <laughs> you put this side down close to me, so I'll just start here. Well, eh, no, you, you need to actually assess it, right? And, and mm -hmm. make sure that, you know, it, it's not gonna hose your team uh, or maybe maybe you want to hose your opponent's team, right? So uh, that stuff's important. I will see uh, uh, a lot of times uh, when people are getting set up in their matches, uh, they are yeah. not looking at where their, their, their opponent is getting set up. And if you're a player too, yeah. that's super important because wherever yeah. uh, you're setting up, uh, they're going to try to come at you. And you need to figure out a way to protect yourself and yeah. uh and if you're player one uh you have you, you usually aren't going to know where your opponent is going to set up so you're trying to set yourself up in the best possible position to make your first uh make your first set of attacks and yeah. uh, oftentimes i'll just see them both uh put yourself down right there in the middle uh because they just that's what they do it's in practice you just kind of sit up in the middle but in a, in, a, in a real tournament with uh, some of the best players, uh, you know, you have to, like, zig when they're zagging. So if they're set up in the middle or they're more set up on the left side, you should probably get set up more on the right side just to make them work for it a little bit more. Right, uh, yeah. And, uh, and so whenever, whenever I go second, uh, I, I'm, I, get, I get my team out and ready to, ready to position them, but I don't, uh, settle on a final location until they until they're set up, and some players are confused by that. Like, why don't you get your stuff set up? And so I need to know where you get where you're getting set up. And then it's like, oh, okay, I guess you're one of those players. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want to just lose. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. that's all, all. Understanding that stuff super important. No, you're you're doing the right thing. You know, you, yeah, they need to set up so that and you the, can you can actually compete, right? The same with uh, objects. Uh, objects get set up after yeah. uh, the, the the team gets set up, uh, but a lot of players will just set up objects and figures at the same time. Uh, yeah, I will set up my objects after both teams are set up, unless unless my team does a very specific thing like Sakai and Iron Man or right. Nathaniel Richards, where they have to interact with objects. But other times, I'm using my objects to hide in stealth or to screw over where you're going to get set up a barrier. Uh, yeah, yeah, it used to be a lot more relevant when when hindering, you know, terrain mattered for, for movement. You know, you could you could actually block someone in their starting area if they couldn't. <laughs> if, if you picked the right map and it had like one ladder to get out of their starting area, you could you could put an object kind of in the in the in the way. And then if they didn't have, <laughs> if they didn't have super strength, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it was it was several years ago, um, so it, it was a heck of a lot more relevant. But it is it is still relevant. Yeah, because you know, uh, all lot, that stuff. Uh, uh, it's mostly relevant for barrier, because uh, yeah. now they can't post their barrier marker on top of the object. Yeah, uh, and if you make it a heavy object, they can't just pick it up. They actually have to shoot it. Usually, that's not yeah. advantageous to do that. Uh, yeah, no doubt. All right, well, I've taken up enough of your time. Thanks for coming on, Michael, yeah. for the show, and thanks for coming out to the tournament.
Yeah, no, thanks for having me and thanks for putting on the tournaments, man. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll be out as much as I can, at least getting into Worlds. So looking forward to it. All right, well, you have a good night. And for everyone else, thank you for listening. And uh, please be sure to follow and uh, subscribe and notifications and all that stuff that you are listening from or whatever. Uh, I need to get better at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They know that they, they get the gist. They know what yeah. to do. <laughs>